Hello and welcome to the Music Survival Guide, the independent musician's guide on how to survive in the music industry. My name is Joe Sage, I'm a producer and mix engineer and I am joined by Phil Salter, mixing and mastering engineer with Vortis Sound Studios. Huzzah! Joe, how are, how are you this, this fine day? I'm good. I'm really glad I got through uh, that intro without fluffing it. Wow. Because uh, it has been a while since we've done one together. It's, it's been, I mean, I think it's been about a month, nearly a month. Yeah, it's been, it's been, a, it's been a crazy month, like a crazily good month. But I think with the studios being back open, kind of schedule's gone a little bit through the roof. Joe's been flying around. Not literally. Literally. Oh, literally. <laughs> no, no, not internationally, I like to point out. But I felt like if I moved any quicker, I might gain flight. Wow. Like that's kind of the speed I've been shifting about to different sessions, but I've been absolutely loving it. I've been producing a lot of cool new bands, some bands that are featured on this podcast before. been working with Urban Architects on their new stuff. I'm really enjoying how that's going. I think, I'm not sure if I mentioned these guys, but I uh, worked with a band in the summer, first band after lockdown, uh, called The Serotones, and they uh, got their music picked up by Sky, so that's that's great. We've talked about sync deals on here before and getting stuff on television, so I'm thrilled for them, and it's always nice to see something you've produced being put to a montage of Premier League goals. I, I wouldn't know on so many levels. <laughs> it was it was nice. It was nice. Fair. Um, so yeah, aside from that, it just kind of feels like a, a big whirlwind. A whirlwind I'm enjoying, but a whirlwind all the same. How are you, mate? I'm good. I'm really good. Yeah. I'm, I'm very nerdily excited at the moment mm-hmm. because I have, hopefully arriving before too long, a brand new music production computer which is, in in so many nerdy ways, it's just going to be so wonderful. It's going to be so quick. Is it a PC? (laughs) Yes. Oh, and you lost me. Oh, so close. I don't care. I mean, I can't wait to have this conversation a week into you owning that PC about how much you hate it. I never hate PCs. Come on. No. Come on. No. If I revealed the amount of times you've had issues with recording with your current PC rig. Well... Just you wait. <laughs> when I get my new one, it's going to be dreamy. It's going to be updating every five minutes. Shh, 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 shh. So this week on the podcast, we thought we'd have a discussion on um, what you can do. <laughs> but to put it bluntly, um, if you're listening in the future, this is still the sort of semi-weird non-lockdown lockdown time in the UK. Um, so... I think something like a third to half the country is locked down. London somehow isn't, but I think it's a matter of time. But there's a lot you can't do. So you can't gig is a a massive one, or at least you can in some limited contexts. But there's a lot of things that you can do that are positive things to kind of push yourself forward. So I think it's worth investigating what those are. Yeah, like Phil said, I think. We're at this bizarre interim stage. We're very much at the, uh, those who watch Bake Off, the Matt Lucas impression of go to work, don't go to work, go into the studio, don't go into the studio, record a single, don't record a single. We seem to be very much locked in this uh, moment when no one's quite sure what's going on. I know personally from a lot of conversations I'm having with bands where they're seeing me working in studios going, the studio's, the studio's open? Like can can we can we do stuff? Can we 
can we work on records? So I think it's good for us to have a chat and kind of get those things more out in the open. Essentially, a, a what can you do right now to push yourself forward in your musical endeavours? Yeah, so I think a great way to kick it off is recording. Biggie? Yeah. As far as I'm aware, I have actually yet to come across a studio that's still closed because of COVID-related things. As far as I'm aware, it's safe to say I think it's almost back to normal. In terms of getting into the studio, there are some studios I'm well aware that due to protocols, you know, they can't... I said protocols in a really weird way there. Protocols. As far as I'm aware, you know, they might have to have a mask and it might be limited hours. But studios are open. Producers like myself, mix engineers. Well, I mean, mix engineers has been going on remotely. Yeah. Since March anyway. But Never been closed. Yeah. As far as I'm aware, it's, it's back to business as normal. So yes, um, to answer that immediate question, if you're thinking, I don't know if I can record in a studio right now, you can. Joe is. <laughs> yeah. So that is a testament to the fact that you can do it. And it will probably look a bit different to how it would have looked you know a year ago but that's okay you can still go in there and expect to make a similar quality of product to before the experience of maybe mass and things like that isn't going to affect yeah the quality of products that you're going to put out at the end yeah and i think it, it depends i i can't say with any certainty that going into the studio in place x is going to be any different to place y some studios I've seen are really strict about what rooms you can go in, etc., etc. But I think it's just a case of, like I said before, having chats with your producer, having a chat with studio manager, putting some velas out there and seeing what the current situation is. I mean, I'm getting to the stage now where I, I'm starting, you know, which is great for me, I'm starting to build up quite a healthy waiting list. But obviously it's not great for bands because I'm getting people coming to me going, oh yeah, the studio's open, let's jump back in. And I'm going, well, yeah, if, if you wait a bit, <laughs> which is not really the answer any band wants. So I say the sooner you can have those conversations, the sooner you can get in, I think the better, really. The, the other obvious thing that you could and maybe should, well, you definitely should be doing, I think, if you can, is rehearsing. You've got a brilliant period of time well, no, brilliant. You've got a period of time where gigging isn't really feasible or is feasible in a very, very limited context. So the thing that you can do is you can spend a long time in the rehearsal studio. You know, if you haven't played together since lockdown, you can go and play together and get used to playing together again. But you can spend time... You can spend time tightening the band, playing more tightly, and you can spend time writing in the studio and jamming and generally just kind of gelling together as a band even better. Yeah. Like Phil said, I think there won't be probably a period in a band's lifetime like this again, where you've got this opportunity to to reflect and to plan ahead. I mean, we've always talked about setting goals, and this is a conversation that I've had with 10 bands, I'd say, in the last two weeks. And they've been talking about, you know, next year, not knowing what things are going to be like this time next year. and what I tell them is I go, well, what do you want to happen next year? And it's not necessarily like, oh, well, I want this specific, we want to do so many gigs, blah, blah, blah. I mean, more on a broader scale of where do you want the band 
or your music to be and then work backwards from that. So you might say, well, okay, next year we want a bigger fan base. And typically you might go, okay, well, we might need tours, regional tours, regional supports, etc. Figure out plan Bs, figure out plan Cs, go, well, maybe releases is the way we do it. Maybe we get savvy at marketing. I think, as Phil said, this is a great opportunity to kind of have a bird's eye view of everything and really make a plan for next year so you can really go for it. Yeah, planning ahead and planning your broad goals and then as Joe said, working back to now and going, right, to get to point X, what do we need to do this week, this month to start that ball rolling is a great place to be because then you can make definitive plans and work towards it. Yeah, because I certainly know that a lot of people, whether that's, I can personally speak from the goals I set for running, they didn't happen. Because in March, I think everyone said, oh, well... In six months' time, this is going to happen. I'm going to have achieved X, Y, and Z. I'm going to have learned French. I'm going to learn to run a half marathon. And I think a lot of bands also said, well, we're going to write uh, an album. We're going to do X, Y, Z. I don't think, purely because I know the people haven't learned French, I haven't become Mo Farah in six months. Have you not? <laughs> Funny enough, no. <laughs> There will be a lot of bands that will reflect upon the last seven months and not achieved what they wanted to do, probably because they didn't set themselves a target for this time of year. So like we've said, set a target for six months' time and work your way backwards. Hold yourself accountable instead of, you know, loose ideas of, oh, we want this, we want that. Things like saying, oh, we want a bigger fan base. Well, what does that actually mean? What can you objectively hold accountable for that so do you want to double your instagram followers do you want to reach a certain number of streams on spotify or apple music do you want to get a sync deal you need to physically write those down and hold yourself accountable and it is again like we've mentioned a few times before cheesy as it is shoot for the moon and if you don't get there at least you'll get the stars the cheesiest quote but yeah it, it's cheesy but it's true so if you were to turn around and say okay well we're a band that's sitting on 1000 streams on our song and we want to get 25000 which is realistic if you dig deep and put the hard work in this time in 6 months then if you say get 20000 or 22000 that's still a really great achievement and then you've got something to kick on from there. I think the issue is people go, oh, well, I want more streams. So you might end up with 2,000 and go, right, yeah, I kind of did it. Rather than going, right, let's set ourselves some proper goals, something that we can push ourselves and try and actually propel our careers forward than rather having this attitude of, oh, well, if it happens, it happens. And then, of course, when you get to that date that you've set and you get whatever result it is, say more um, Spotify streams, then when you've got to that point, you can create a new goal for that. So you can go, okay, we'll buy another six months time. We want to have got, I don't know, another 20,000 streams, whatever it is. But you can use 
the the what you've already achieved in the last say six months to work out what your goal for the next six months after that should be so you can use that piece of information to work on the next goal yeah i think also as well you have to work backwards from that so if you're saying well we want to get a single out by february well you might have to start looking now at looking at producers because producers at the moment are very much in demand because everyone is basically wanting to get in a year's worth of music into quite a narrow amount of time. So you might have to start thinking ahead and going, well, maybe if we need to get in the studio by this point, that means it needs to then be mixed by this point, then mastered by that point, and then we need to have a PR campaign or think of how we're going to publicize this. How are we going to pitch it to radio? Are we going to pitch it to sync? And when you start writing those down, and especially if you're working full-time and music isn't your full-time career, you realize that that is quite time-consuming and that's going to take some time to get done. So the worst thing you can have is going, right, well, we want to release something in six months, get into the five-month stage and go in, all right, we best start thinking about this now. Um, I think another similar-ish type of thing you can do is you can practice your instrument uh what a what a suggestion um i think you know when you're in the midst of rehearsing and maybe recording and gigging finding that time to practice your instrument to learn some new skills to get better at what you do can be quite difficult but now you have some time where doing that is possible where you maybe have a bit more time when you're gigging and you can get better you can learn how to do slap bass which i cannot do and really wish i could no 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 one needs to learn how to do slap bass maybe i should learn how to do bass tapping all right i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna out her now my partner finds the slap bass lines of red hot chili peppers relaxing what I know. She is the most perfect person in every single way until she told me that. Wow, what a what a statement. I was I was I was rocked to my very core when I found that I, out. I can only imagine. I feel for you, I really do. So don't worry about slap bass. But from what Phil was saying, I think you could expand that as well to just being a better musician, making yourself more well rounded, whether that might be learning how to sight read, working on your harmony, working on your songwriting skills, doing orchestral arrangement or just arrangement in general. Like a great exercise that I still do is I'll put something on the top 40 and write down everything I can hear. So I'll break down the arrangement on a piece of paper just because it helps you train your ears and you notice more things. And you go, oh, okay, well... Yeah, they've used a tambourine in the last chorus that wasn't in all the other places. That's why that section feels like it's been lifted. And I think expanding upon your horizons. So even if you are a metal guy, go into the top 40, listen to the Cardi B record that everyone's talking about and break that down in terms of production. Look at the harmony. I think there's some really fascinating stuff on how Cardi B and similar artists use uh, rhythms from Scottish folk music. So if you drill down into stuff, there is something interesting to find and vice versa. If you're, you know, a pop artist or whether that be more into hip hop, go listen to periphery or some of the more heavier stuff and go, okay, well, I like what they're doing with the time signatures there. I really like how they're using strings in this section. I think, 
the best way of becoming a better musician is to expose yourself to as much music as possible. On a on a slightly side tangent note, I'm I'm really not sure about that Cardi B single. You know, <laughs> that's by the by. What what don't you like about it? All sorts of things. Um, <laughs> no, come on. What don't you like about it? Not going into it. So yeah, I'm 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 not moving on until we go into it. I'm, what don't you like? About I'm moving it? rapidly on. No, you're not. What do you, it's either that or I pull up the lyrics on Google now and I start <laughs> talking them to you. Might be part of my problem. Right. Um, <laughs> right. Okay. That's what it was. Fair enough. So. I think the, the the personal music skills of varying sorts is a great thing to do, especially if you find yourself in a situation now or in the future where, again, band rehearsals aren't physically possible. If you find yourself in that situation where you can't meet indoors a close-up with your band, then that is something you can always do. You can always spend time working on your craft. It's important as well to not have a pessimistic attitude. So I think a lot of people at the moment might go, oh, well, what's the point in rehearsing if we're only going to go into lockdown in a few weeks, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, when you don't know that. And I think the thing that I've learned to take away from the last seven months, apart from the fact that I can grow a cracking moustache that I didn't know I could. Confirmed. Um, yeah. Can see it now. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going to... Uh, Audition to be the next host of uh, Escape to the Chateau, uh, <laughs> which is a really niche thing, but I knew it make Phil laugh. Very niche. Wow. Anyway. Classic bit of Dick Strawbridge. Um, <laughs> You'll never have a tash like him. I'm getting there. I'm going to include a link in the show notes to Dick Strawbridge, just so you can all experience that. I know the fact is we've got people who listen to this in different countries that are going to be, what on earth are they talking about? But the one thing I learned aside from the whole moustache, is that you just have to take things day by day. There is no point in going, oh, well, there's no point in doing this because we can't do that. Otherwise, you wouldn't get anywhere. I wouldn't be doing studio sessions that I have been doing if I constantly had the mentality of, oh, well, blah, 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 it could happen, this could happen. I think you just have to react to the moment, do what you can now, make the most of what you can now, I think that's another thing is it makes me really appreciate being back in the studio. I've just been away for 10 days on two different projects and I can't tell you how much fun I had. It was insane just to be back in a creative environment, working with bands, crafting songs. This time away has really, really made me appreciate how great it is to be back in the studio, just how much of a fun environment it is. And I think the same goes for things like rehearsing and stuff like that and releasing, being in being in a creative space and recording as a band. I think it's a dangerous mentality to think, well, what's the point? There's, you know, we could have restrictions because if, if everyone else around you is taking advantage of it, then you're going to be left behind. Yeah. Here's a here's a really massive and underrated thing that you can do. And some of you, when you hear me say this, are going to go, really? Rest. <laughs> and taking a break. So I was actually chatting um, to a band today, and I asked, you know, in the last six, seven months, what's been your highlight? And one of their big highlights was just a chance to take a break and to not, quote-unquote, lose out. 
you know there's a risk when when the when the gigging scene is happening there's a risk that if you don't regularly play you'll kind of disappear from people's consciousness and you won't push forward in the way you want to but now when you pretty much can't gig or you can gig in an incredibly limited way resting is a great thing to do because burning yourself out is going to help nobody especially yourself yeah our second burnout is not fun it's uh, a lesson you'll learn the hard way yeah so yeah take take your um rest time and make sure you use it make sure you don't overwork yourself and i think it's a principle that once you've learned you can take forward into the busier times and you can learn to appreciate rest and use it properly I think it also just means you're going to be more on form for those important moments as well. I've I've certainly learned that in in my career as as a producer, I certainly know that I feel a hell of a lot more on form when I've had a proper rest beforehand. Yeah. And I don't mean, oh well, I only did some work and then I stayed at home. I mean no music, a book sitting out in the garden or going for a picnic, going for an ice cream, going to see a film, just something that's totally different. And it makes me really want to get back in the studio. Mm. I feel mega enthusiastic and super energised. So yeah, I think rest is crazily underrated because I think there's there's this mentality of hustle, 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 like the whole Gary Vaynerchuk thing. And it seems to go in cycles, I find, of like, there's times where it's really popular to be all hustle, hustle, hustle. And there's other times where, you know, you should have this thing of a proper rest and scheduling. And uh, it's better to look after yourself than push yourself too hard. I personally believe in a good mixture of the two. I think the whole stress rest principle that I know is used a lot in sport, I think works great for the brain is probably the best way of putting it and i think the same for music like pushing yourself to try and achieve your potential and grow as a musician but then equally taking rest and then coming back to it if you asked anyone well you know if you want to become a better runner would you run all day every day for the foreseeable future no because you'd break yourself and then you can't do any running at all i think the same goes for music if you were to practice your instrument to the ends of the earth you're not going to want to pick up your instrument after a certain point yeah you're going to weigh yourself out and then you're going to be so unmotivated to do what what needs to be done that you won't help yourself basically Mm. i think um a really important thing that we haven't yet mentioned fully is social media build up and work out your social media presence and there's so many ways and means by which you can do this so to throw out a few ideas that we can chat about a bit more you can work out a regular posting schedule you can work out what works for you in terms of that you could try building a tiktok account as we discussed the other week you could go through your analytics and work out things like when is the best time of the day time of the week to post all these things are really going to help you out in the long run if you spend time to work them out yeah, that's a really good point. I think having online presence is, is really important. But I think a lot of people will be saying, well, you know, a lot of wheeling and dealing and getting foot in the doors, etc. happens in person. So what, what would you say to those people? Networking can still happen online. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> really professional podcaster 
sentence there. <laughs> so yeah, you you know you can use Instagram and Facebook and. I was going to say MySpace. I don't know why I was going to say MySpace. Don't use MySpace. Um, <laughs> you can use social media. Okay, 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 okay. Come. What was your first social media? Uh, oh gosh, it was. Um, I used Bebo before MySpace. Wow. And there was something before that, which is an obsession in my high school, where you can make a free website that was three pages long. But I don't remember what it was called. More importantly, was your was your MySpace one of those artist MySpaces or was it just like a personal MySpace? I think it was just a personal MySpace. I, it was a very long time ago. <laughs> do you remember Top Friends? I do. Life was so much simpler then. I remember the day I demoted a friend. And <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway. That and uh, MSN, putting people in, in like your name on MSN. I used to love MSN every day. Those were the days. There are people here born after the millennium that don't have a clue about what we're talking about. <laughs> You're missing out. You really are. So yeah, networking. That's what we were talking about, um, which you can't do in MSN <laughs> anymore because it doesn't exist. So yeah, you can spend time working out who the promoters are in your city, working out who the big bands are in your city. You can work out who the booking agents are at your favorite venues and you can get to know them. You can go and follow them on Instagram and <laughs> things like that. And you can get to build a relationship with them. And it's through building up of a network that you can do things like get more gigs when they start again and you can maybe get on various playlists and things like that so it's really worth investing your time in that yeah and the important thing i think to stress there is building relationships not spamming so i've had quite a few questions about the sync deal that i've been posting about on like my instagram and stuff like that and don't get me wrong fantastic band great song also amazing at building relationships i think that obviously all the foundations have to be there but i think the thing that can really make the difference is ability to forge professional relationships within the industry i think that is i'm i was going to say underrated i feel like everybody knows that they just don't put the appropriate amount of effort in it just takes time that's the problem yeah it makes it takes time and effort I think because there's no instant. I'm trying to lightly, without giving the game away, uh, discuss it. I think there. I think it's safe to say that that wasn't a new relationship that got them that sync deal. Yeah, it was something that they'd had in the works for a long time. That's fair. And I think a lot of people don't see that because they just see, oh, it's this band, and they've just all of a sudden got their music on television doesn't quite happen like that i think that's the illusion that is given but i think it's fair to say that those relationships need to be built from the ground up and then you can recoup them later on lesson for life yeah yeah i think that goes really in anything so hopefully there was something for you in there something that you've maybe not quite thought about something that can help you to become a better musician maybe a better person and a better band so go for it. And that is it for another episode of the Music Survival Guide. If you enjoyed it, then please leave a review. We really appreciate those. And please also share it with your friends and bandmates if you thought it was useful and they'd like to hear it. We really appreciate all of you. So if you're interested, we have a community on Facebook called the Music Survival Guide Community. Really original name. Hop over there for chats about music and band life with other musicians and industry people. Joe and I are both within the, the bosom of the group. <laughs> and mustache updates and mustache updates i feel like if that if that's something you want let us know we'll we'll run a poll and maybe i'll put monthly 
thick strawbridge mustache updates. Yeah, that that can be arranged. And anything for more listeners. Yes. I think that's fair to say. <laughs> so until next time, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. <laughs>